Have one. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I know it's always a great time to listen to WHIO, but especially when my friend Steve Temple's behind the microphone, listen to Temple Talk, Temple Talk Radio on WHIO. This is Temple Talk Radio with Steve Temple from Pinnacle Investment Advisors. You need a financial strategy that accounts for challenges like market volatility and inflation, and that also adequately prepares you for retirement. The purpose of Temple Talk Radio is to address common financial concerns, provide helpful strategies, and offer ways you may be able to achieve your financial goals. And now, here's Temple Talk Radio. Well, good morning, Miami Valley, and welcome back to today's segment. You know, folks, it's going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about what the 2024 election means to you and your businesses. And this presidential, this all this primary stuff has already started. There are so many people that are turning all their attention to what the outcome is going to be in November's election and what that might mean to you and your finances. In fact, there is an Investopedia article that we're going to reference today that shares investors' election year worries could be overblown is what the experts are saying. They even did their own survey and determined that 61% of investors who responded said they're concerned about the election's outcome and what negative ramifications that's going to have on their portfolios. The article has so much more information and we're going to be sharing a lot with today. And we don't get into all of it, folks. We're going to post this on our website so you'll have full access to the full article. Hey, but before we go any further, hey, let's uh, let's jump in here with my, my special friend, my special co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How's it going, big guy? Well, Steve, it's going great because I'm with you. I always have a blast <laughs> when we hang out together. We have fun. We do. We have fun before the show, during the show, and we have fun chatting after the show. And it's just a great day. I think we're going to have one of the best shows ever today yes. because it's yes. such a hot topic. And it this is. should be a good one. But I've been good, you know. I mean, uh, I don't know who I was rooting for in the Super Bowl. I I knew it would be close. I was hoping some more touchdowns would be scored, but that was an interesting one. I always go for the underdog, so I was rooting for San Fran because, you know, Kansas has won it a few times. So Yes, yes. Well, you know, know, Green Bay is my team, Tony. That's no secret. You love Reggie White. You know, he went he went way too soon. I was really pulling for Detroit, straight up. Oh, you, you know, and me 30, both. Yeah. 30 years Wouldn't since that have been, been great if oh they would gosh. have made it to the Super Bowl and won it? That was my that that was my dream. Uh, other than, you know, I'm a Vikings fan. You're a Packers yes, fan. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, of course, my two favorite teams are, number one, the Vikings, number two, whoever's playing the Packers. So uh, <laughs> you and I are always at odds there. But I know, everybody I know. has their favorite team. It's no big deal. Yeah, uh, the Packers, right. obviously have had an amazing team um, yes. but uh, I was really rooting for the if the Vikings can't be in it uh, I thought man the Lions they've never won a Super Bowl let's get them in there that would be terrific um, uh, they made it further than anyone expected I think which is good right. and right. hopefully they can keep that team together because I thought they were a great team yeah, they 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 were and are, and it's interesting. You know, we got together, had one of my close friends. You know, Ben's. You know, our, both of our sons, they they grew up together. So we got some of those guys together. Kind of an interesting setup because you know some of the crew was pulling for San Francisco at our table, and and some of us were pulling for uh, you know, for for Kansas City. So it was kind of kind of a fun event. But I got to tell you, Tony. There was no MVPs in this game. There, I mean, there was just no really outstanding player. Yeah. I think I think Patrick Mahomes with his yeah. runs in the second half, he did what yep. it took. 
I, yep. I really think that it probably has to go to Mahomes because uh, just his ability to just do what he did in the fourth quarter when they had to get a first down, he ran. True, I, he I mean, did. he really, when it had to happen, he made it happen, and that's and he's done that so many times. I, I mean. He's done that so many times, it's why I was rooting against him. Because it's just right, like, okay, right, right. he's been there, done that. Now they've won three of the last five Super Bowls. Right. You know, and, and I think we had two great coaches, Reed and Shanahan. But enough about sports. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I I know I, I secured your vote without having to spend a, a penny on advertising. Uh, and that seems <laughs> like a good deal to me. I'm glad I got you on my side. But I, I think you're, you were understating things when you called it timely. I mean... November's election is going to yes. be one of the dominant news stories for the next several months, at yes. least. So where do you want to start here? Well, this, you know what, Tony, we're going to take a deep dive into this article. Here's this election anxiety. It is out, you know, pace concerns about, you know, both all these conflicts in the Middle East and the possible recession. And increasingly, the article even cites a nationwide survey that found 68 percent of Republican investors think the election's outcome will have an immediate and direct impact on their finances, while 57% of Democratic investors think it will. So, you, you know, you've got all these these surveys, these these these, salt, these polls. I think, you know, the thing is, it's just perfectly understandable that investors and savers will always feel anxious during election season. Historical trends suggest there may be very little reason to be concerned. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Moreover, while the past isn't you know, always a good you know predictor of the future, the data does suggest that investors should feel optimistic about what the upcoming election may mean for their bottom line. Well, so not only should investors not be worried about the election, is what you're saying, they should right. also, in fact, be excited by it. Now you have me right. intrigued. <laughs> well... Let's do some financial history 101, Tony. Data tells us that markets have generally risen during presidential election years. In fact, the S&P 500 has shown positive returns, get this, in 20 of the past 24 election years going back to 1928. That's growth in just 83% over presidential elections during the 96-year stretch. As for the average return, Tony, during those election years, it was slightly over 11%, which is higher than the S&P's average return, which is a little bit over 9 since 1928. This suggests that while election years will always have this big news story, but after all, we're, we're choosing the leader of the free world. Elections have historically had modest bearing on the economy and the markets. And the article also quotes a financial service professional who shares his opinion that investors shouldn't make big portfolio decisions because of the blustering noise of all the things that are out there in the media going into this election season. In fact, be mindful and be prudent and you know, perhaps most importantly of all, stick to your financial strategy. Yeah, there you go. Stick to that strategy. I like that advice. Good advice right there. And you know what? So I think that um, speaking of financial professionals like yourself, if any of our listeners out there aren't already working with one, they should give you a call because election year economic anxiety strikes me as right. a good reason to be working with somebody who doesn't have that same emotional reaction uh, with the money or to what's happening out there and can look at it logically and help them plan out a strategy to deal with this, right? 
Tony, that is such a great point. And folks, it, 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 it goes back to you need discipline and that always wins over emotions when it comes to strategy. So even the article also, there's a, it quotes a strategist from New York Life Investments who urge investors to expect our upcoming election to bring in plenty of splashy headlines. And I, I think the thing that we really want to just you know speak to is just don't, don't take a knee-jerk reaction to this. Stay focused. Stay to your strategy. You know, because all this just translates into economic impact or shifting market outcomes. Instead, focus on things like the fundamentals, Tony. You know, that's what's important. And, you know, the bottom line is profits and company earnings are going to continue regardless of what happens during these election cycles. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's the thing. Uh, speaking of uh, if any of our listeners today aren't already working with someone, they should give you a call. And, and all this reminds me of that common British expression, steady on, they say, right? Steady <laughs> yeah, on. That's uh, right. Especially uh, on ships, steady on. When it comes to our finances, we should all stay steady on and not get distracted by what history suggests really isn't going to matter much, it turns out. Well, and I'll, I'll add a critical note here, Tony. This article that I've been reading about this economic impact of 2024 election. It mentions markets and investing throughout and therefore, but you're going to hear these words often during our show today, but you know, we, we don't have adequate time in a 30 minute show to fully address all these rules, the regulations, the pluses, the minuses, the nuances that all come with investing. But let me tell you, there's a lot of them, Tony. So if investing is part of your strategy, both today and in your retirement, it is in my opinion, Absolutely essential, Tony. Work closely with a trusted financial professional because that is going to help you keep on track when all these you know anomalies happen. And I think that's it. At the end of the thing, like you said, just steady on, right? So make sure you have someone that's in your corner who does have experience that can be a guide for you and possibly you know keep uh, keep the your, your cool headedness. I remember Tony. I'll just share this again. We maybe mentioned it a few times, but back when COVID happened. You know, you know, I was in, I was with my advisor team in March, I think January, and it was talking about this bat flu virus and whatnot. And should we be concerned about it? Well, little did we know what two months later, March occurred, market drops like crazy. And, and you know, uh, there was advisor friends of mine that talked his clients into moving into cash. And he thought he was the, you know, thought he was the savior, if you would. Mm. I've never believed in market timing, Tony. It just, it just doesn't work. I mean, the data tells us that. So, you know, that Matt, my investment consultant, we were very aggressive starting that week. We were doing two and three webinars a week, getting the professionals on the call and letting them share their professional insight globally. And we did help a lot of people not jump off the cliff. And guess what? Two, three weeks later, the market was back up. So all those people that he, you know, this other fellow had moved into cash trying to time the market, they were sitting in a loss, you know, while the market rebounded, what, two, three weeks later. So I just want to mention that, folks. It's all about having an advisor that stays on top of this and tries to, you know, deal with discipline and not emotions. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think this is really important, and I know we have a lot more show to go today. Uh, but can you give us a, a rundown of things that jumped out at you while you've been researching the impact of presidential elections? Well, the first thing, Tony, there's no evidence based on the correlation between the political party holding the presidency 
and stock market returns. So now, you know, it's no matter how much you may support one party or fear the other, the data suggests that companies companies typically find ways, here it is, to make money and produce positive returns. So secondly, the stock market has been consistently and predictably positive since 1926, with one of the only blips was the Great Depression in the 1930s. The tech bubble burst in the early 2000s, and then the great financial crisis from 2007, 2009. And thirdly, it, it's, it's your behavior, not election results, are far more likely to determine your portfolio's performance. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Well, we should probably take a quick break. Do you have anything before we do? No, Tony, I think, folks, just, just tune in here. Uh, reach out to us, 937-667-6500, and, or go to our website, PinnacleInvestmentAdvisors.com. If you've got any questions, reach out to us. We'll be happy to provide some insight and, and make sure you stay on track. All right, sounds good. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Temple Talk Radio and our host, Steve Temple, right after this. Unexpected medical expenses can rain down at any time and flood your retirement with overwhelming debt and stress. Although you can't control when a rainy day will happen, you can control how much coverage your umbrella provides. At Pinnacle Investment Advisors, we can help you create a rainy day financial strategy. Visit templetalkradio.com or call our less than town greater than office at 937-667-6500 to get started today. Welcome back to Temple Talk Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, Steve Temple. And during the show today, we've been chatting about the upcoming presidential election and how fears that the result of the election, whichever way it turns out, might bring economic turmoil and market volatility. Um, And usually that's overblown, though, according to historical data from what you've been telling us, Steve. I think this is timely and interesting. What do you have next on the agenda? Well, we're going to continue analyzing this historical reality of the economic impact of these presidential elections. And we're going to be uh, referencing a nationwide article. In fact, it says nearly half of investors believe the 2024 election will have a bigger impact on portfolios than market performance. So while that headline is admittedly a mouthful, Tony, it has some insights and data that I really found to be really interesting. So there was a joint study between Nationwide Retirement Institute and the Advisor Authority. They found that 45% of investors think the outcome of November's election will have a larger impact on their retirement portfolios and the portfolios than market performance. So additionally, because of this persuasive pessimism, about what the election results mean for retirement planning, the study respondents noted anxiety about the potential of new policies and the opposing party rule over the U.S. economy. More specifically, 30, 32%, Tony, of these investors said they think the economy will tank within 12 months oh. after this year's election if their preferred candidate does not win. And meanwhile, 31% think the party that doesn't you know, support the win in November 5th, their future financial performance will be negatively affected. And here it is. Lastly, 31% of respondents shared that their belief that taxes will rise within a year after the election if their party isn't in the White House. Jeepers. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting that that article you talked about in the first segment has data that makes it clear that most of those fears are somewhat, if not entirely, overblown, right? 
And yes. I guess it's just human nature to worry about finances and worry about the election, regardless of what the data is telling us. Yeah, and then you know, nationwide also determined that older investors, they are more anxious because of understandable fear that they've made a poor choice or the unexpected development close to retirement. What ramifications on their quality of life you know, during retirement? So when it comes to investors who are close to retirement, roughly those that are between 55 and 65, Tony, 50% are concerned about the potential of a recession, and then 41% of these investors are just overall worried about the recession. Inflation con- you know, continues to have some similar concerns with 66% of both retirees and near retirees expressing concern about the overall uh, performance uh, of their investments. Right. Yeah, that's I believe that uh, for sure. So I think, how do near retirees then plan to address their concerns, Steve? Well, once again, the survey makes it clear that those who were within a decade of retirement intend to become more conservative. Specifically, 33% of these near retirees reported they'll manage their portfolios more conservatively because of what they expect to happen this November. Uh, yeah, that's compared to just 31% for all the non-retired investors. And furthermore, only 12% of near-retirees or 4% of the overall investors responded that they intend to become more aggressive in you know leading up to Election Day. Though I'm not quite there yet, Steve, I can certainly empathize with people who are close to retirement and may feel even more anxiety about economic factors that are largely out of their control. Well, Antonio, I, you know, I completely agree with that because this this election-based economic anxiety, and again, it's going back to the nationwide survey, it, it's also reshaping how some investors are thinking about their spending. You know, in terms of investors who aren't retired, what they consider to be their biggest long-term threat to their retirement strategy breaks down as follows. It, 40, 47% are cited inflation. 42, you know, pointed out the rising cost of living. And then 31%, you know, they, again, they named a potential recession. You know, to save more money, 33% of these investors plan to reduce unnecessary expenses like travel and shopping during this next 12 months. 25% of the non-retired investors are considering working longer than they originally anticipated to save more money for retirement. And yet in the face of the data that suggests a significant you know, amount of economic anxiety, the survey did uncover some hopeful signs. Mm. So, yeah, so the fears of recession, while high at 80%, are it's down like, you know, slightly from last year's percentage, which was 85, only 40% of these investors and 32% of the pre-retirees reported feeling optimistic about the economy outlook during the next 12 months. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's another great point. My reaction to what I've learned so far today from you, Steve, is that no matter how much data there is out there to right. suggest that investors shouldn't worry, I think most investors are still going to worry, right? <laughs> well, Tony, they, they are. Listen, it's human. It's human nature to worry, even though all the data supports that elections have very little long-term impact on what happens in the market, what happens to your investments, because it still comes back to the fundamentals, right? And that's all we're trying to decide here is that to, you know, hopefully what we're sharing today is going to you know, bring down that anxiety just a little bit. And there was even a Fidelity article, election 2024, anticipating the market impact. You know, again, it, historical records pretty clear 
that there is a vast gulf between what a candidate proposes while campaigning and what the candidates actually did deliver if they win. So the article even quotes an institutional portfolio manager. It goes as far to say it's exceedingly rare for any candidate to deliver on everything they promised prior to the election. So, and remember, the president doesn't craft legislation alone. No. Both the Senate, yeah, both the Senate and the House, legislation that must be passed by both chambers before it even hits the president's desk or signature or a veto. Right, and when the Senate is is controlled by one party and the House by the yeah. other party, as has been for a while, as it's the case right now, the legislative process becomes even more difficult and the markets actually like a gridlock. They don't like change, right? I mean, that's well, what the data you're talking about shows, isn't it? True story, Tony. In fact, you know, uh, Matt, my investment consultant, we did a webinar year in last year doing a review of 23 and what to look out in 2024. Matt had some great slides speaking specifically to that topic that the gridlock is actually a good thing when it comes to the markets. So, uh, and yeah, we and I think you know we probably will, Tony. Uh, I'll get with Matt. We probably will follow up with another webinar and let Matt share some additional insight from the portfolio managers, kind of leading up to the selection in November. Well, and that's that's important. So we should also remind our listeners of how they can get a hold of you, Steve. Well, 937-667-6500. Go to the website, PinnacleInvestmentAdvisors.com. And I think the important thing, folks, you listeners, just reach out and connect with us, if nothing else, so that when we do this next webinar coming up, or Matt, because it, it, there's some great visuals, folks, that tell us the whole story. It's one thing for Tony and I to sit here and talk about it, and we've shared a, a plethora of these percentages of these polls, which kind of you get lost a in, in some of that. A plethora. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Yep. But the visuals is so impactful and insightful. So if nothing else, reach out, just tune in to us so that we can invite you to the next webinar we're going to do, where we're going to be talking about what Tony and I have shared today, but we're going to be sharing visuals that'll back up some of these things and hopefully remove some of the anxiety a lot of you folks are feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Steve. Let's keep rolling. What do you have for us next? Well, Tony, let's continue looking at how emotions can sometimes push people back to make economic decisions that data and history suggest they should not do that. This is CNBC Three tips every young investor should follow to avoid, here we go, emotion-based investing because it does have some useful information. So let me add, you know, the word young doesn't mean in this article headline because uh, you know, this is good information for all investors. It first suggests that preparing yourself for the ups and downs in the market, which are always inevitable, Tony, and in some cases market fluctuations will be all too real, like those we experienced during the height of COVID, which we just talked about. In other cases, market volatility should be more, you know, imagined than, than real. As in the case with today's theme, that the markets may have minimal reaction to the outcome of the election. So, folks, we're just want to, the data is just telling us, stay true to your discipline, stay true to your strategy. Might need to tweak a few things, but by and large, what we're sharing today, the election is not going to have a significant impact on uh, your investment strategy long term. Steve, you mentioned myth and reality at the top of the show, and I'm going to make a confession. If you asked me before the show if the results of the presidential election had significant economic impact, I would suggest or guess that they do. But your point about all this has really hit home. I probably would have been wrong. So don't guess. Research, right? Don't guess and research, Tony. 
and again, we've shared it several times today. People make they 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 make financial decisions with their emotions, especially when it comes to their investing. And and I've seen it, Tony, in the thirty years I've been doing this, I've seen people jump out of the market. You know when that's really the best time to be putting more in. You know, uh, so I know one thing. I'll share a quick story. We uh, when I first started my career, I was in a four hundred one k consultant, and we were educating consumers about their strategies and which would be ideal for them based on their risk score. And I remember when when the market took a turn, Philip Morris stock plummeted. You know, uh, everybody else was selling Philip Morris, and I'm sitting here telling a story about value versus growth investors that. That company, there's nothing wrong with that company. And if your local Walmart or whatever store in the region had a half-off sale today, you folks would be rushing to the store taking vacation days to buy those 70-inch big screens half-off. And you would not think there was something wrong with it. But when when a company like Philip Morris, because of the tobacco lawsuits, plummeted by 50%, there was nothing wrong with the company. They still had, you know... Uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese and Miller beer, <laughs> yeah, and and making making money, making profits, and then ultimately they they raised prices to cover the lawsuits anyway. But the point of it is, when people were selling off Philip Morris because of their emotions, Tony, that was exactly the right time to be buying it. And so we've been educating that for what thirty years now. Have discipline, have you know, have a strategy. And stick to your strategy. Yeah. In the end, that that always wins. Yeah. Stick to it. I, I like that. Well, Steve, we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? No, sir. But Tony, just again, tune in, folks. Go to PinnacleInvestmentAdvisors.com. Uh, get on our schedule. Give us a call. And nothing else. Make sure you you go send us a link. We'll put you in our campaign for the next upcoming webinar. And we're going to be talking about this election coming up even again using some visual slides. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Temple Talk Radio with our host, Steve Temple. Hi, I'm Brian Kilmeade. Thanks for listening to my good friend, Steve Temple with Temple Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us for Temple Talk Radio. Don't head into retirement without a strategy that addresses both income and taxes. For more information, please contact Steve Temple at Pinnacle Investment Advisors at 937-667-6500 or visit templetalkradio.com. Join us again soon for another episode of Temple Talk Radio. Advisory services are offered through Pinnacle Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Temple Financial Solutions, an affiliated company. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not a affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.